Breakup song Nobody. lately. Nobody. Yeah, he got some shit. He got some <laughs> shit. I've been going through breakup songs. I was gonna start doing reactions to breakup R and B songs. And Trey got Trey got some shit. Hey, I'm ready for some new Trey, man. Think he gonna give it to you? Like all the uh, shit he's been going through, he's that's 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 gotta be some elite breakup music. What? I, I mean, I think it it'll, it'll be some great music, but I think he's nervous. Man, what's better? What? He had all the allegations. You know how much fire music you can make from sexual assault allegations? What? Oh yeah, I used to love this one. This was his last album, wasn't it? Yeah. He got a bunch of shit. Fumble. He got a bunch of shit. I mean, the allegations ain't hurting him that much. He's still touring. Is he really selling like he used to, though? Oh, I think mute, like, album-wise, he's a, it's a rap. But, but this album was tour. solid though Like this was a pretty good album I think he can still make music But his That's over Even on tour Do you think he like Is he still getting the same venues Or is he Hookah lounge I think he uh, No I mean He on like all the He on like them unsung tours And shit now I, I, I think I think as far as Trey go I don't know Trey will ever be like like he was. What would Apex Trey be though? Bombs up? Mm, probably. That'd be Apex Trey? What He'll was the other pleasure, be. pain, and. He'll yeah. never be yeah. that again. That is. He's a. Uh, like a young Joe. I wouldn't put him there yet. Like Joe is He's a legacy act. Like Not talent wise, I mean like a legacy act. Like Joe I think. Kind of with Jaheem a little bit. Like I uh, think. Jaheem can't try. Jaheem's done. This is a rap. Like, he's, 
Hakeem Olajuwon. Jaheim make Toronto. good albums though. <laughs> he his first album was really good. I like a lot his of Jaheim albums. Really I like a lot of Jaheim albums. How many did he have? I only remember. I like Struggle first. Love. That was probably like 2015. Yeah, that's. Is crazy. that when he started making like music for the aunties? Because like it was some kind of transition period where he like just kind of like he started totally making a lot of like breakup music to like old lady music. Yeah. I remember Could It Be. Could It Be was one of them he songs, man. I man, you couldn't at that time you couldn't like rewind or fast forward on the TV and you had to sit through that shit. I couldn't stand that song. Why? But I did like the Ghetto Love album. I did. Jaheen got a few albums I fuck with. Yeah, Jaheen got a few albums I fuck with. Shit, Jay uh Jay Valentine just dropped the album. That's insane. Jay Holiday just dropped the oh. album that I thought was pretty decent. He uh the last album he dropped, it was uh, the one I remember it was the same day as LMA and that was solid and that was recent right like a year ago uh, about that year or two ago maybe yeah that was solid very solid I was shocked Jay Holiday yeah I was shocked yeah, there's nothing that would make Jay Holiday listen, what that's crazy Jay, Jay Holiday is really a slept on R&B artist yeah, because he is like <laughs> I fuck with the first album he had was dope I like round two I like round two Round two is his best album. Round two is definitely his best album. I really don't know too much in between. And then this last project was kind of solid. So this last the three that I solid. know is good. So clearly I haven't given him the, the proper chance. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think... I didn't get past a single. I think artists... I think as far as R&B goes, I ain't going to say rap. But I feel like R&B artists, they make their best music once the mainstream is gone. Mm. Okay, so give us an example. Like who? Woo! Raheem Devon. Raheem in his back, right? Raheem in his back for a long time. But he's like currency, though. Like he got his own, he's like... kind of weird, too, though. Like, he be having to wear got... props on, on stage and stuff. I feel like once he faded away from that spotlight, it's like his albums was, like, more... It just, they just felt better. It was more genuine. It was better. Joe got, Joe got better after he got out of his R. Kelly phase. Where he was doing all the R. Kelly remakes. Joe got better. Uh, let's see. You can say arguably. Nah. One twelve. What with the two members? No. I'll, you think they were still on top? Uh, like part three, part three and all. Absolutely. What? 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 And, everybody hated Peaches and Cream. That's crazy. Yeah, but we could do it. Wasn't anywhere on there. Jesus. That That's was a huge. 90s. That was a huge hit, That's though. Room One Twelve, Part Is Three. It? Yeah, like Sweet Love and all that shit. Oh, I did enjoy that album, though. I don't know why I thought anyone like was Post around Trey. the same time as uh, Peaches. And I Green. like Post Trey. Uh, what's that album? Yeah, with Fumble and Pretty Girls Lie and all that. What is that vibrating? That is a uh, my phone. Oh shit! Fucking work schedules. <laughs> um, Post Trey. He don't do you know? That's chapter five. Chapter five is with Chapter five and on. Chapter five and on. Because he was getting into his trigger bag and shit. And I ain't like none of Marcus that. Houston was pretty was pretty cool once he. Was he what? Marcus Houston just dropped the veteran low key was, solid too. Wasn't uh veteran? Wasn't it veteran? veteran was yeah, veteran was good. We got what was veteran? What was on veteran? Give me a scene. I like his bedroom music too. That's nasty. I'm not listening to Marcus Houston. What? Not even naked. Might as well put R. Kelly on. Crazy, bro. I think R. Kelly got better post. Post what? 
I will take when you talk about R. Kelly, I will take TP2 and up versus TP2 and down. Hell no. I didn't like Easy. black panties. Mm-hmm. I didn't like black panties. Like was oh, that's, that's that's washed Kelly. He was done then. <laughs> I'm talking about you got TP2.com, you got TP3? Uh, TP3 Reloaded, you got uh, Chocolate Factory. I chocolate did factory not enjoy nice. chocolate, chocolate Factory. Chocolate Factory was nice. Chocolate yeah. Factory is solid. I take TP, TP, TP2, TP2 and chocolate, chocolate Factory, factory Reloaded projects against, oh shit, 12 Play, play R. Kelly, and R? TP2. R was trash. <laughs> 12 Play, 12 Play, R, and Kelly. R. Kelly, and TP2. You don't like the Keith Murray feature? That shit was trash. Mm-hmm. A lot of that shit was trash bags, man. It's a lot of music. Like if 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 people did like a then and now, you'd be like, hey, this shit right here is kind of low key. Well, we trash. say it all the time. The singles really carried a lot of that music back then. It it wasn't. I don't feel like um, when it came to really building an, an album, they didn't really care about the meat inside of it. It was just like, okay, if we can yeah. get a, a few singles out there. People are going to go out and and buy it. And now you stuck with it. Real top heavy. Real yeah. top heavy back in those days. But the that's probably why the music stuck more because the singles or so much money was being. Yeah. Because uh, you had to like really push the singles back then. Otherwise, people weren't really going to hear the music. Like the way that it was packaged up and presented to us is a yeah. totally different way as compared to what it is now. Like they used to have single, you know, just the single the vinyl, CDs, CDs where you could just go in vinyls and just buy that specifically. But now you got, you know, streaming. You don't really have to sit with it no more. Do artists do do the thank yous like inside the CD, but like do it somewhere else? Do they still do that shit? No, but you know what? I think if they bring that back, that'll probably help I them. Would. I oh swear. man, what when you had the little when you had the notebook and then you shit, had you, to open you, the it songs up. had the lyrics. And the yes. thank yous, I, I think that, that was helping. Even if, even if like you, even if you purchased the album through like Apple or something like that, and you actually paid the nine ninety nine. That's crazy. And I'm saying, I think if you actually paid that and you got like an email or something that yeah. was specifically from the artist, like a thank you, I think, I think that would give them more sales. So, is there a difference yeah. between like you can still buy an album like on iTunes and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is the difference between buying an album versus streaming it? I honestly feel a like a lot of people, people starting to buy the um the vinyls. Oh, I still got a bunch of them. Yeah. I ain't even open. People buying like the new yeah. vinyls and stuff. So I think that people purchase it just so that they can say like I really support you. Like if they really really love that that artist, because I really don't know what the difference would be between streaming and purchasing the whole album. Because you're still streaming it, right? Yeah. I mean, it. sometimes though, when you do it when you do purchase the um when you purchase the like the digital uploads, you can. Uh, I'm sorry, the digital downloads, you can listen to it earlier. So maybe that might be why also. Like you can get it on, under pre-sales like the day or two before. You can keep on getting money if it's on streaming. So you, if you're an artist and you put your stuff on streaming, you basically keep on getting that money for that same album from that same person. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when they, when, they, when they purchase the album, it counts as an instant album sales, sale opposed to having to get 10,000 streams per song or something like that. Oh, okay. I think it's like 10,000 streams per song. They have to average out to like 10,000 per song for it to be considered a full purchase. 
Yeah, I'm not buying it though. I don't, we don't already pay for the subscription and I'm that streaming shit is right. It really is. It's <laughs> fucked up. But I mean, like buying the vinyls because buying the vinyls still count as a record sale. As a record sale, I bought Thriller from Target and I felt like a sellout. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I bought the Thriller vinyl from Target, nigga. I felt like a sellout. Why? I know when Kendrick had re-released, uh, I think, Good Kid, Mad City, and To Pimp a Butterfly vinyls, I know he had got like a lot of album sales. Mm. I think I mean, a lot. I mean, like it's still a, yeah, it's still like a, collective. you know, a lot of, uh, yeah. a lot, I would, I wouldn't see why if you, if you have something that's deemed a classic album, why you wouldn't Lil Russell released a vinyl. Who? Lil Russell. Oh, I'm gonna do something cool on that one. Yeah, skip. <laughs> Not Lil Russell. Skip. <laughs> uh, peace, y'all. This is Views from the Seven Podcast. This is you guys, Spence. I'm joined with uh, the, the homie and the homegirl. <laughs> <laughs> Wifey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> skinny, what up, man? Yeah. Uh, uh, Bundy somewhere around here getting his PhD, man. Uh, so he'll be making his return soon, man. But shout out to Bundy, man. Y'all give him his best shout wishes. Shout out to him. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you better not fail. <laughs> He's not. He's gonna do well. Okay. All right. Uh, well, what's been up? Uh, anyone? <laughs> um, well, shit. I know I was in Arizona yesterday. How was that? It was cool. I, I, I tell everybody, like, as I start to go out of town, I realize, like, every underground hip-hop scene is the same. Mm-hmm. So if you're pissed off in Vegas, you're going to be you're pissed, pissed off pissed everywhere off else. Everywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's gonna it's all the same. Like, it's a bunch of artists watching artists for the most part. Yeah. I think the only difference when I step out of town is you actually have a few, like, execs up in there that can actually put you in position. Yeah. And that, that don't happen a lot here. Maybe. Um, that's probably the only difference that I see. But outside of that, it's a bunch of artists watching artists. But yeah, well, how, how was the experience how to uh, was it a cool was it a cool experience? At least? I got to, to it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing, bro. Like there's no there's there's really like no difference. Like you have a bunch of artists performing, um, same showcase type of situation. You might like five, you know what I'm saying? Like you get the few that stand out, yeah. And normally the ones that stand out are, I want to say introverts. It's probably the best way I can explain it. Yeah, socially awkward. Yeah, like they yeah. don't they don't network. Like the ones that's good, they don't network. They're not trying. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, but they know they're good, but they just don't do the extra footwork because I feel like they feel like you should realize that I'm good and you should just give me everything. Yeah. So it's it's kind of the same everywhere. Like the real good ones, when they hand it to them. When you look at a when you look at an artist, right? Um, when you look at an artist, what what sticks out more to you? Someone that's be someone that has good music or someone that is just marketable. Um, at the showcases, it really one is the good music, but it's the ability to be able to perform the the music. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what I'm saying, like. Even when I look mainstream, like I think Usher is reinventing itself for the most part because now we're seeing his like if you don't if you're not going to the shows, we're seeing pieces of his performance. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that he gives you the music. So that being able to perform the music and actually give me the music. Because a lot of shit now is just rapping over your song. Yeah. So yeah. even with doing that, you still have to find a way to present it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a singer, maybe sing some extra shit. If you were if you're a rapper, find a way to introduce get the crowd yeah. involved and stuff like that. So it's being able to actually perform the music in these type of situations. I think markability is more important. You think so? Yep. Uh when I look at some of the greats, I think if you hold if you hold fifty cent just to music, he's garbage. Okay. Fifty fifty cent to me was ninety five percent marketing. He got shot nine times. He got signed by Eminem and Dre. He got shot nine times. <laughs> and he had the th- he, had he was the- buff. Yeah, he had the He got <laughs> shot nine times. Other than that, niggas ain't give a fuck. And he was going against uh he was going against the man. So he was going against rule. Other than that. So what do you play artists really like Seal? Music. I mean, I think Seal had his height at one point, right? Like they people loved Seal. You talking Rose. about like touch kiss but from Rose? He, Seal? Yeah, we got the face. <laughs> was that marketable? That's a marketable face, bro. You know that face <laughs> anywhere because he was so ugly. He's fucked oh, up wait. in the face. It's not like Zaba ranks. It was, I mean, it was like a, he had sex appeal. Who? Seal? That was, was kind of. I think in the '90s you didn't really have to. You didn't have to really be that attractive, especially what? not not super attractive as a singer. If you look at Patra. You look at Shabarank. Like the people that were coming from different countries. Like Seal is not American, is he? Isn't he from London? The Jamaican niggas think them Jamaican people look good. <laughs> <laughs> is he from? Uh, I think he's from like London. He's from somewhere overseas. He's not from here. Uh what? I know he he had he snatched up a uh yeah, Heidi Klum. Yeah. He's British. Him and Craig David, right? Yeah, Craig, Craig David, David is had too. Zero sex appeal. That was all None. talent. <laughs> was it really uh, talent though? You know, seven days was that shit, nigga. I don't give a fuck. Time. Was, that seven days will be played at barbecues when we long gone. I don't think so. And what? He came and Y'all, went very quickly. Crazy. Craig David is Thank still you. here. He where? where? Well, you can hear that doom 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 doom. Seven, I give you seven days. You can hear that anywhere. That's all you need. Mark Morrison is 2023. Niggas still playing Mark Morrison. That's one of the greatest songs in the history of music. And, niggas is and that was in what, 95? Niggas is he was, that song. And he wasn't attractive either. Nasty. He looked crazy. I didn't even know. I never knew what the nigga looked like until one day I decided to Google the shit on uh, YouTube. I said, God, yeah, and then damn, you said Mark ability, got the nerve to put this nigga in black. And you said Mark Ability, you a Bobby... Bobby Caldwell, whatever nigga name is, right? It's talent. We didn't even see him. So what was what was the marketing? The marketing was in you didn't know who he was, and you didn't know he was white. No, he had a good song that people enjoyed. It was good music. He has multiple songs that's been nobody been knows them. Sampled. We only know one. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm not gonna do that. Not, no, what are the other songs? We're not gonna do that. No, for real. What are the other songs? Because I literally only know one. Oh, <laughs> See, like, know, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not gonna do this. Y'all not. I'm not gonna. Y'all not gonna drag me. I was just saying. Well, <laughs> like I, I definitely think marketing 
is a big part. I think market is a big part. But I yeah, nigga like mysticals, mystical. Ah, he yeah. was marketable. I mean, he was loud. Uh, I mean, mystical. You would say he had a bit of sex appeal back then, and he was the most talented on No Limit, which is not a compliment. You're giving a lot of these niggas sex appeal that did not. Have no, the sex chicks appeal. liked mystical. The chicks liked mystical. Sandy, you ever looked at mystical and was like, yeah, no. yeah. Have you ever heard? Come on, say man. Mystical? The chicks no. liked mystical, man. Before he, before... especially with them braids. He Come had the on, fake man. braids. You no. like me, danger? No. No. I think Sean Paul probably had his moment when it was some females that fucked with him. I never, ever, ever heard anybody say anything about Sean Paul's looks. It was his music and what happened to his music. What you did to his music so when he got played. They in didn't the house. need the marketing. And then man. Shaggy was British, so. I, Shaggy had a hit, though. Like Shaggy a, did. A crazy yeah. hit. But he was not that might That might have been the, the, the first viral song I ever heard. That shit was. Shaggy is everywhere. So that kind of supports like appropriation. That kind of supports the argument that you have to have good music in order to be Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's I think it's the presentation of the music. No, no. no, see, we giving examples of like, (laughs) no, we ain't doing that, man. We ain't doing that. I I feel like without what the music. 50 Cent was very, very marketable. The Spice Girls are very, very marketable. Eminem. Vanilla Eminem. Ice was very marketable. No, he wasn't. That he got on pure talent. Eminem. Everybody hated him when he came out. The shit he was rapping about. <laughs> the shit he was rapping about was at outrageous at the time. Yeah, but he was white. Snoop by time sec- by time his second album came out, all the white girls wanted Eminem. Snoop is the most marketable rapper in the history of rapping. It's not about his music. Never has been. That's no, people crazy. people do like his personality and stuff. Like, yeah, I so think Snoop I think is that marketable Snoop is more personality. Yeah, but I agree. But I think like at at first glance, like if you're in a setting like what Vinci is talking about, you are gonna pay more attention to how the like he said how the music is presented. You want to know did they show up with a show track or are they just rapping over like just yeah. Uh, you know, just rapping over music. Is it a good song? Like you're gonna pay more I attention think, to that I than think. If social media right now. To... Presentation is everything. I think Lil Russell, Lil Russell, Russ, all of them do so much because of their presentation. I think Russ is the blueprint. Russ and Money Man are the blueprints to uh, doing it without a label. But it's their Whoa. presentation. The way they choose, the way they went about social media to present their music or whatever, it's the presentation that they putting behind it. Even Lil Russell, like when I listen to Lil Russell albums, they're fucking horrible. Yes, it makes you want to be gay <laughs> in rap format. Yes, it does. But the way he presents it on social media, I'm always like, oh shit! Like when I see him performing in his backyard, I'm like, oh, he's spitting. When I go listen yeah, to it, I'm like, what happened? Am I gay? <laughs> <laughs> Am I gay? I don't let you do this. Right? <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> hey man, I was listening. To, I listened to this shit at work, and it just was like I was thinking. My head was like, "No, I know you're gay." <laughs> 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 but 
I don't know, man. I think a rapper rap, rapping about just wearing Crocs all the time was was wild when I first started. See, I used to be a hundred percent against rappers rapping to their track, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes now, because everything is so auto tune heavy, mm-hmm. I think you need that track, fam. A lot of these motherfuckers be sounding crazy without it. I think, but I think that's why you stand out when you're able to. Like actually sing or you know whatever like like yesterday it was a rapper whole song is him rapping fast. That's unfortunate. And trying so trying to perform that, yeah, you have to. You know what I'm saying? Like Twister is one of the few that busy. Twister busy. They're the few. Even Buster gives it to the crowd. One verse. (laughs) Buster doing that one verse. He giving you that one verse. So that's his entire cost. Anybody get it? We get it. Get it. Don't do Chris Brown shit. And he's going to sit still the whole time. And you know what I'm saying? And do like, it. And not try to dance and jump around. And so all that, that. So yeah. even that is hard. Like he he's trying to rap fast, and I'm like, bro, you're not saying literally none of your lyrics. I wonder as a, and I don't know you. I wonder as an artist, like, do they ever get the I think you have to have an ego to be an artist, right? But I, yes. as an artist, do you ever get to the point to where you like, are, are you able to get to a point to where you like, I might just be a better writer? Oh, yeah. I just How do you be- realize that, though? Because a lot of people that are, are super creative, they are, like you said, an, an introvert. So you don't really want the the limelight. You don't really want to to be an artist in the forefront because you might have like stage fright, and you may not. You may know that you are just not really a performer. You're better at writing. Your your creative, you know, ability is on the back end, mm-hmm. and also that's where all the money is. Like if you really you know are serious about it. So when you did it, how do you how did you gauge when it, when you wanted to perform and when you just wanted to write? I never wanted to perform. I hated performing. I hated singing in front of people. I have terrible, terrible, terrible stage fright. So you probably would have been a better background singer. Yeah, and a better writer. I I was really good, like with writing songs and everything like that. But See? when it came to being on the forefront and like yeah. having all eyes on me, no matter how good I sound, nothing like my nerves would be so bad to the point where my voice would crack. Everything like. I never really wanted to perform. I always loved the recording aspect. So like creating, like if I, you know, doing a demo and things like that, love that part. Building the song, you know, doing the background vocals, all that. But when it came to actually going out and performing in front of people. Mm. No. No. When's the last time you put pen to paper? Just for the fuck's sake of it. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, I think Yeah. I think to the damn the only way I can say this is kind of bringing somebody up. <clears throat> and I hope you don't go on their stories and do a rant. <laughs> do. Yeah. Like, you know, because he basically was saying, like, I want to compete with the best of the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he's a great writer. We all know he's a great fucking writer. Yeah. But he consistently tries to compete. To and be so, an artist. Yeah. It's just not And I think lane. that's what you just said, Spence. Like, when do you just say, you know what? Maybe I am just a better writer because of 
you stay trying to put yourself in this arena, fam. And... But see, because it's like I said, because you know, especially hip hop is so competitive, and you gotta, you really, you really gotta have an ego to like. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, when does that hit you to even try to just say, you know what? Let me try to. Some people it don't never hit them. They just keep making music until they like just can't stop making it no more. That sucks. <laughs> it be hard. I, it, like it gotta be hard, especially when if you're one of the writers that have the Grammys and all this shit. Yeah. And you know you're making music too, and your music is not doing nothing. Like, like I, the dream, I know that his music don't. Right. He he is literally like Purple Kisses did good, his, but it's not Grammy like worthy. You know what I mean? Like the but the type wrote, of music but he has written Grammy exactly. So he he clearly is not. He does that as you could tell as, as a hobby. That he knows that that's not doing nothing. His voice don't sound good. He knows it's not doing nothing. He, but he is also a a great writer, and he yeah. does have Grammys. He does have the credits on the albums because he deserves them as a writer. Let me ask you something because you're so anti. <laughs> you so you so anti. Who got the better pen, Neo or Babyface? Babyface. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Babyface, and I'm not anti Neo. I love Neo as a writer. Fuck out of here. I love him as a writer. I love the songs that he writes. Skinny, Neo, Babyface. I like Neo, fam. Me too. Of I course, like you Neo. guys are born and raised. Like no, that. I don't even think. I think. I think any song. <laughs> I think any song. Any song that Babyface has wrote, I can hear Babyface in it. You know, it's Babyface. You can't hear. Uh, you no. can't hear Neo on Irreplaceable. No, I can hear him. I can literally see Hell him in my nah. head. I can see him in my head singing that song. I, I can hear the demo in my Neo, head. Neo has bigger hits. That's crazy. He has better range. Neo steps into every arena. He's, wrote, yeah. he's written pop records for lyric to lyric, some of the man. best. For who? Babyface ain't got... Does Babyface have he an irreplaceable? What? Does he have like anything in his catalog that comes close to irreplaceable? Lyric to lyric wise. Mm, I don't... Maybe Did he write Unbreak My Heart? I don't did he? I don't think he did. Did he write Break My Heart? No, he wrote. Uh, I don't know. No, he didn't. Most babyface shit I can. You can hear it, bro. I can hear. Unbreak my heart. Who wrote Unbreak My Heart? No, he did not. It was written by Diane Warren. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I don't crazy. know. Yeah, I'm not taking you over. Babyface. What? Just not doing it. <laughs> Neo wrote, Neo wrote, oh, Take a Bow by Rihanna, Let Me Love You by Mario, Spotlight Jennifer Hudson, Single by New Kids on the Block. That shit was hard. He ain't right. He wrote Pretty Girls Rock. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Jesus. And you can hear him. On all oh, Carrie Hilson? No, you can't. You can't hear Neo on no pretty what? girl rock. Yes, you can. He wrote, Hate That I Love You. You hear him on Rihanna. You you hear Neo when you heard that Rihanna song. Yeah. He wrote a, he did write Unfaithful. Babyface ain't got no unfaithful. I know shooters that know that song. Lyric by lyric. Mm. Neo got some shit, man. Man got a pen. The man got a nice pen. I didn't know he ever wrote nothing for Invogue, but that's a song I probably would have never heard. 
That's Never. He wrote that girl by Marcus Houston. Yep. I hear him now. That I hear. That girl. I definitely hear Neo. I, mean, I definitely hear Neo for that you? one. I definitely hear Neo for that one. Still don't know music. Any 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 Tony Braxton song that Babyface wrote, I can hear Babyface in it. But that is that necessarily a, is that like a, a bad thing? That it goes against hear? me saying he doesn't have any range. Mm-hmm. He wrote same. "Take a Bow" by Madonna. That don't sound like that don't sound like Babyface. You don't even know what Take a Bow is. Yes, I do. That's not Babyface. That's Neo. my uncle was a Madonna fan. Neo now don't Madonna, don't play Madonna, Madonna, oh, Madonna, don't play in my face. I'm like what? Don't play in my face. Okay. I don't know. I don't know nothing from Madonna, so it probably don't sound like Babyface. But I'm taking. I'm he w- he wrote "Water Runs Dry" by by Boyz II Men. We don't even talk. Is that one? Yeah. I, you, you can hear him. I hear him on that. We don't even talk. <sighs> Anymore. Just say that you just want to pick Neo. It's no, okay. it's, you he just has him. better range. I don't. There are songs that Neo. It doesn't. He still. There are songs that he wrote that I can't hear Neo on. Every Babyface song we hear him on, we know Babyface wrote it. Well, I don't think that that's. I don't think it's anything bad about that though. No range, zero. But great songs. So why break something if it's? I mean, why fix something that's not broken? He wrote Bossy by Lindsay Lohan, and I did not know that song reached number one. That is crazy. He all got some joints, man. He's a great writer. One of the best. Yeah. Better than Babyface. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got Neil yeah, Babyface. So. I definitely have him as a writer over a singer, for sure. But, Anytime. Like, uh, Any day. No, but you got Babyface over Neil? Writing-wise or yeah, singing? writing-wise. I know singing. You probably got Babyface. I definitely have Babyface over him. And they both can't sing. Spicy. That's crazy. I'm just not, I don't enjoy his voice. That's that. I mean, I don't, I don't mean no harm, but I just don't. Yes, I'm listening to the dream first. Absolutely listening to the dream first. That is crazy. Over Neo? Yes. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, we got to move on because this. Yeah, this crazy. Is crazy. I'm definitely listening to the dream first. Oh, I couldn't wait for you to ask me that. Yes, <laughs> I am. Her, I was yep. on. What? Yep. Purple kisses. <laughs> yes. Crazy. Turn it on. Uh, Let's turn some falsetto on love real quick, you, girl. I, uh, that purple. All that shit over so sick and. Yes. What? Yep. When you're mad. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's hey, man. crazy. No judgment. Yeah, that's a wild take. Uh, you here for the uh, you here for the new um, new uh, what the fuck, new edition, old edition, uh, reunion tour? No. How many reunions are they gonna do? Well, didn't they already have one out here at the Red Rock? Or was I my trip? Or was that just a one concert? They did the Red Rock, and I believe they did the State Line for a while, like Whiskey Pete's. So they this is not their first residency. No, nah, they was at. I know they were at State Line for a while. It's a residency. It's a residency. This is their residency. See, they're not they're not dependable <laughs> enough to be doing that. Bobby, Bobby ain't finna show up. Nah, they <laughs> did they pay them in advance? Cause I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I think it's gonna be hard to can, anybody coming out here with residency, especially in like an R and B thing with what Usher is doing right now. I think it's gonna be hard 
for them. It's only six shows. That's a lot when you talk about new edition. <laughs> they don't never show up. Shit, I don't know what band is worse. Them and the Temptations. Yeah, that's Shit. crazy. Uh, is Johnny invited? Since he does own the name. He owns the name. He better yeah. be. That's How the hell up. do you own the name and like you're not even an original group member? member? That he's the smartest. He, I guess you don't have to be the him original. You just got to be the smartest. Ralph, I think him, is it him and Ralph? I could see that. I think it's him and Ralph that owns the name. I could see Ralph doing that. Now, that was too late. That's the same as when I found out that that dad over Bobby owned Dog Pound. Bobby ain't never been no lead except what on Telephone Man. I feel like was it Telephone Man when Bobby was the lead on? So that's probably why he broke out then. I don't know. I ain't, I wasn't. That wasn't my um, age group. I didn't. Yeah, that wasn't my age group. <laughs> but I don't. I I don't see it. Like at that time, what made Bobby the standout? I think he was because he was like the bad boy. Like, or was he the blackest in the group? Bobby wasn't no bad boy until he met with got with Whitney. Really? She put him on the. Coke. I think it was because he wanted to. After he did Telephone Man, if I'm trying to think of the movie, I believe after he did Telephone Man, he kind of wanted more of them kind of moments. Moments. Yeah. And they wasn't really like fucking with him. Because I ain't see. I don't see it. <clears throat> I don't see it. And I'm still. He was not marketable. The, I'm still. Not, I was fact, ugly was, as fuck <clears throat> as a kid, as a youngster. What's the guy well, that was he, writing for Bobby? At the time. Uh shit, a lot of people. Jam no. Jam Master. Oh, no, not Jam Master Jay. What was their name? Jimmy was... Jam and Terry Lewis. I Jimmy had to redeem myself. <laughs> Said Jam you Master. You got them over babyface? Uh no. But I don't, that's because okay. the, the majority of the music I know <laughs> that they wrote was like For uh, Janet. For Janet and I don't like how you be doing, Janet. Hey, man, look, Janet hey. was an icon. She is an icon. Yeah, I'm not taking that away from her, but uh, you see, she went back with. Uh, I mean, I did I see, see, you see the videos. I did she see JD. that. She, uh, she low key back with JD, man. What? Get that bag, son. I think that's who she was. She still always in love with. What she just divorced the? Uh, <laughs> divorced the. Uh... What is he? Kind of feral or something. Yeah, she divorced um, for something, something crazy. Get that money. She gave him that one son. Is JD, JD, so you don't think JD the bad? I don't know. JD don't come up in the on money wise. You think of Diddy's and all them? He don't even come up in that type of situation. Huh? I mean, shit. He ain't, he live in Atlanta. What can you splurge on out there except <laughs> some fucking land? Fucking. Dinner reservations. <laughs> Elena made Daz Buy a couple of cows and shit. <laughs> Elena made Daz wealthy. Daz started getting big in the real estate. Bought buses. Yeah, that's really all you can buy out there is fucking land and cows and fucking Killer Mike. Killer Mike need to go and get that surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Say, brother. Because oh, you, it's something you just gotta. It's just something you gotta be. This is because I'm fucked up in here. It's kind of like you know what I mean. You can't be doing all this black power shit and revolution shit. And it's like, bro, nigga, if they take the if if the government decide to take these pills away, you in trouble. 
Bro, you know what's crazy? Um, this song came on the other day. Uh, damn, it's gonna be kind of dark. <laughs> but Big Pun song with Donnell Jones when he was like, "I'm trying to live." You know that song Ooh. came out. He died. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> See, you know, no, I want to. I want to know the people who who put him up to them. I'm not a play. I just crush a lot. It's like no shit, nigga. <laughs> the real like songs both. they fuck a lot. Do it. The oh, I'm cool. I'm cool. glad I ain't never listened to it. I know he ain't doing that. But <laughs> crush is crazy. As yeah. Big as you, no pun. But no pun. The big pun. No crazy. pun. Yeah, I yeah. thought about that. I was like, dang, he talking all this. How you trying to live? How you losing weight? How you gonna die? I couldn't oh, get at into the end him. Of the song. He started saying all that shit. I couldn't like, get into. It. I didn't even like Fat Joe till he got poppy. What's love and all that shit? That's what I didn't I like. Fucking with I didn't like summer pun. I didn't really understand puns after he died. Anyway, like somebody introduced me to more of his music. Yeah, and then Joe. Yeah, probably when he started getting like the Wayne features, when Irvin started writing for him and helping him with the hooks and all that shit. That's probably when I started fucking with Joe. Yeah. I like what's love though. I got that. I just want to still envy. I bought that out. Irv wrote that. What's love? Yeah. Did he? Oh, that's crazy, man. Shout out to Herb, man. Herb and Ashanti. Well, wifey, what's been, uh, you know, what's been going on? It's been a week. Yeah, it's been a week. Uh, we got out a little bit this past weekend. We did, man. Shout out to bro, man. Yeah, Happy I seen drunk spins on, on yeah. the internet. We had a real good time. I just, I don't, he it actually. Bad, it was a bad, that was a bad angle. <laughs> <laughs> he really wasn't though. Like he was passing out his drinks that everybody was giving to him. He was, I was telling him like, "How are you handing me drinks and right. you not drinking nothing? Like this, this ain't gonna work." I was chilling. Man. <laughs> I was chilling. <laughs> but was we chilling. had a good time and it was it was fun celebrating with everybody. And yep. we hadn't been out since um since July, so it had mm. been like a minute. June. Uh, no, July. Cause we had our didn't we have the our brunch in July? Was it July? Yeah, Early we had July? a we. No, we had our we had our brunch. Um, I remember July? specifically when it was. It was like the twenty third, I think it was of July. We had two. Oh, okay. But anyway, so we hadn't been out since July, so that was um, an experience in itself. And uh, after that, after we went to you know to brunch and everything, since we didn't eat there. <laughs> we ended up going to Lolo's, and I I have been like shitting on them Fire. forever, yeah. like forever. And I don't I know if it's because we was drunk. Listen, I already got it was so uh, it was so good. Midi, yeah. The first time we went, yeah, it was super mid. Like my cousin had came into town, and I was like, well, you know, we got Lolo's out here, but the one out in Arizona is better. Like you know, I'm yeah. literally just shitting on it, and they. Talked us into going out over there, and once we got our food and stuff, I'm like, okay, we might have to yeah, show back up that. again. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah they shit, man. It was they very good. good. I only went, uh, Lake Mead. When, oh, that shit gone. When they first opened yeah, it up for Lake Mead, and it was it's a it that's it. a Mexican uh, restaurant now. They was pulling up from mid range over there too, though. We no, yeah, that one wasn't it. Yeah. Mm. I'm. I never went to the one outside. Is too expensive, man. <laughs> It's too expensive. I ain't miss it at all. I really didn't. I really didn't. You know what I mean? I still go out. I'll go out for like special occasions and shit, but 
I'm too focused on getting myself right, man. Right now, you know, the fun will come, I and I don't, and I'm not scared of it, right? Uh, not that I'm not scared of it, but I can wait. Ain't nothing out there right now, man. It's too expensive outside. It's too expensive. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it really is. Even just thinking about being outside, you spending about a hundred dollars. Oh, but I'm Easily. blinking. God damn, but I'm blinking. So yeah, man. That's um. That's it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really what I was on, man. I just been still focused on getting myself together, man. And uh, that's really it, man. That's all I've been on. That's all I've been on. But now I'm a I'm a little bit more. Uh, I don't know the word. Like I'm, I be on top of all my shit, man. Yeah. I ain't fucking around. I ain't fucking. I got to get this shit off me, man. That's no, because right. it it is very important because we getting we getting older and health and all that stuff is like it's no longer about just appearance anymore. Like it's not really a a superficial type of surface thing. Yeah. It's like what's going on inside of me. Like what yeah. do I need to take care of because this shit will slip up on you really quick. Like without you even realizing it. How um. How old were y'all when y'all had y'all first, like, you know, just like my mom or dad experience? Mm. Uh, I was always compared to my pops, but I might have recognized it later, like older. Yeah. Probably like mm, 20s. Mm. Uh... Yeah, probably like twenties. You know what I'm saying? Like where I like I recognize it. Like oh shit, I do got a lot of my dad's. Every like damn near everything. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like damn, I'm low key reliving this man's life. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I, I would I would say like in my twenties, like even even going to prison, I went like around the same age my pops did. Oh goddamn. You know what I'm saying? So I think like shit like that. So I started to recognize it maybe in my 20s. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I think uh, once I became a parent to teenagers, I was like, I'm just like my mama. Like from the mood swings to being kind and remembering like, you know, little things that they say that they want and I, you know, go out of my way to to pick up those things for them. I can see my mom. And me when I when I make those type of moves, but I've always been compared to her too. Like everybody, even down to my voice, the way I laugh. Like when I go get into a, I was a, just gonna say that shit's creepy as fuck. What when like I laugh? The laugh talk thing that you do. Yeah. Just like her, yeah, yeah, it's just like her, and you know sometimes you don't really realize it. Like when she passed away, I could hear it even more. Now when she was here, and people would be like, "Oh, you sound just like your mom, and you talk just like her," and I've could not see it at all. But when she passed away, I could hear her all over my voice. Mm. I could hear mm. her like when I when I laugh, I'm like, she's literally still here with me yeah. because I can hear her yeah. coming out of me. So I would say I guess really that's all kind of falls in the line. Like when, when the kids did become teenagers and after she passed away, it's like when I realized how much I was like her. Mm. Or I am like her, I should say. Everybody always say I always have my dad's attitude. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you see it though? Well, you say you close yourself in a room like your dad used to. Oh fuck yeah! Boy, you would think he went to prison. 
<laughs> he like to isolate. But you know the no. fucked up thing is though. All the my all my kids are like that now, man. They can stay in their rooms like it ain't nothing. I was like, crazy. fuck, man, and I be trying to. It's it's a fucked up thing when you trying to pull you out of your kids, man. It is fucked up. It's fucked up. Cause uh, yeah, man, I stay in my room all weekend. If you let me. <laughs> I would, and now my kids doing the same shit. All of them, stay in that goddamn room, man. But um, that was just because you know you, the penitentiary mindset, man. Yeah, um, but you never been, so how did you? How do you think you developed it? <laughs> just watching my dad, like my dad could stay in his room like the entire weekend, and it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing where I was like, looking back on it, it was nothing where I was like. This is fucked up. You know, like, I'm not... I wish my dad would like, come out of the room and, like, kick you with me. I wouldn't know none of that shit. Because as soon as I could, I start doing the same fucking thing. That's crazy. I think with my dad... I think that's why I try to break routine so much. Because my dad just always had this routine of, like, I wake up around this time, start getting my clothes together. Like, yeah. even, even his... Time in the bathroom was routine. Like you mm-hmm. knew around a certain time he's in the bathroom, and a nigga's just sitting on the shitter playing Sudoku, <laughs> magazine like, around the same time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So because my dad is so routine, I always try to break my shit. Like, and that's why my time management is fucked up. Cause my my dad's time management is yeah. fucking on point. Like he's going to be wherever he's going to be at the same time every day. You catch him there, that's where he's at. I know if I could. Growing up, I knew if I came in the house about six, mm-hmm. he's on the shitter. That's crazy. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, like everything was just time like that. Like, yeah. by the time Def Comedy Jam came on, I know he's right in the living room. He's going to watch in the living room. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to watch that in the room. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, everything was just... Yeah, I, I get like the... That. Like I get the like the, the, the grind and going out there and getting it and all that shit. I get, I get that from my mom. Right, my mom. Absolutely, mom. Stay get it. She's way not she can, leaving you know? no stone unturned. Yeah, and <laughs> my my grandma, you know, because I grew, you know, I grew up uh, with my grandma. I'm not as tight on it now. I'm not even gonna say not as tight. I'm not tight on it at all anymore. But I had being real punctual was a thing for a long time because my grandma's like that. Yeah. yeah, very yeah. punctual. She ain't playing. She ain't playing. She wants you here at this time. She want to be, you know what I mean. So, um, but yeah, I stay in the room as far as like my pops off. I stay in the room for a long time. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess my dad's routine is crazy. But, but you're pretty routine too. I'm very routine. Yeah, like everything he does, everything the. Same exact way, every day, and you can't really like spring something on them like I don't know where you don't want to quit working. No, because you can't be like, hey, look, you know what? We finna go do this today. He'll be like, what? What are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't be like full blown, full blown upset. I'll be pissed, like out of the blue shit, especially if it's something that, like, if. <sighs> In hindsight, it's really, really fucked up because it don't be that big, but it can take something very small to fuck up my entire schedule. And when my entire when my schedule is fucked up, my entire day is fucked up. 
And now I'm gonna make your life live in hell. Cause now I don't know how, to, bro. I don't know how to bounce back. <laughs> I don't. He just even at my age, even at my age, I at the age I am now, I don't know how to like get back on track. The whole day will be fucked up. That's crazy. So I gotta work on that. I do. <laughs> yeah, cause it's nothing wrong with having like something spontaneous happen, like something impromptu. Let's go. Yeah, take a ride and go pull here. Your hands down. What? That's spontaneous. That's the only thing you go with is spontaneous sex. Life can't be spontaneous. Right. Quicky, real quick. That's that is crazy. But that's the only thing. Other than that, hey, bro, you got to schedule that shit, man. That's crazy. I've been trying to talk him into doing like a day trip for well, I don't know sure how long, and he will not. He's like, you know, I don't think it's the right time. I'm like, we can literally buy these tickets for like twenty five, twenty between twenty five and fifty dollars. You go up to the the airport, you can purchase these tickets like for the short term, you know, turnaround flights. So I'm like, why wouldn't we can go and be back before 10 p.m.? Like we just get up early in the morning and go, Mm-mm. no, no, we need to plan it. Got to be planned, man. Not nah, to, to, to schedule a, a day in and out of airports is something I'm not doing. No, I see people do it all the time. Yeah. It just seems so exciting to me. Like I'm not going to get would, on a plane, going somewhere, and then I got to be back to the airport to get on the plane. To come I would back. love that. I'm not doing. I would not love to. Why? I would love I'm to do that. that. Like I would love to get on a plane, go to LA, and go hang out with my best friend and my godson, and you then just come back on a plane to go somewhere. Like normally, the first day, I'm already tired. But not for like, like a forty. Is a thing. It is, but not for like a forty-five minute flight. Like if we're just going to from here to San Diego, so that's not a long time. Yeah, but you also just just McCarran. Mm-hmm. I'm talking an hour at the airport before I even get on the plane, and that's 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 being late. See, that's how. That's, see, that's being negative. <laughs> see, that's how we, be- we break things. We break things all the way fucking down. They don't be that logical. It's just, oh, let's go on the day Because trip. sometimes you can just go. Because I, we I know people Vegas. that actually do that. Like, they go. I I knew this one lady that she, her and her husband, they fly from here and go to San Francisco. Like, it's nothing for just one day and then come back. They go out there and spend, like, the entire day sightseeing, eating, crazy all area. that. And then they come back in the same day. And you get to have experiences. You don't have to plan everything down to a T. I know when I used to go to Arkansas. Is it even called McCarran anymore? Well, uh, Harry Reed. What it's called, man. Harry Reed is a crazy airport. But I know when I used to go to Arkansas, and every time I, was, I would come back, I would always be like 10, 15 minutes before the time you get on the flight. Literally mm-hmm. walk in, hand my ticket, they put me around on the plane. McCarran, you missed that. <laughs> <laughs> You're <That's>, done. <laughs> you, you missed that. I've never missed a flight. What happens when you miss a flight? They just it's put a you terrible on standby. Thing. Yeah. So, so you when you would you're literally there until it's an open seat on whatever plane that's going wherever you was trying to go. You just yeah, go on the standby. It's terrible. I remember that happened to me one time. I was going to Miami with my sister and my best friend, and they had already went, and I was trying to get out there last minute, missed my flight, and he was like, "Well, the best thing, the best I can do for you is." Put you on a flight in the morning. So I missed the whole day because I was fucking I had, that, I had that happen. I think I was leaving from Miami. 
Nah, it wasn't that time. That was the Haitians, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the Pitbulls. Oh, I was leaving from Miami, and I forget where the layover was, but the flight leaving Miami was delayed. So when I got there, the other flight had already left. Oh no! So I had to stay overnight until that flight came. That's why I don't like. I I hate when you have a delay, like because you just never know. Like, is my plane going to get there on time in order for me to catch this other flight, that the connecting one? Like, yeah, I just want to just... planes how you ride buses is fucked up. No, I just need just a straight through, yeah, nonstop. I'm cool on the layover shit. I'm one and done with that one. I'll never <laughs> do that shit again. It ain't even worth it. When I first started flying, I used to love it. Because you could see the other airports? Yeah, I used to love it. When I first started flying, I would literally book layovers. For no... I remember flying from fucking here to Sacramento. I booked the layover that stopped me in Ontario. Why? Why? What was the purpose of Why that? Why would you do that? Right. <laughs> but it, I just I just want to airports Ontario. Are, <laughs> airports <laughs> aren't airports aren't airports are not comfortable for me like that. I can't just be sitting in no fucking airport, man. This shit is not them little ass seats. Yeah. Fucking and then I'm always behind a fucking badass kid. It won't shut the fuck up. Man. It's just, it's Ooh. yeah. I'm cool on the layover. Um, have y'all been following the Lauren Hill shit? No. How, how do y'all feel about that? Like for about real? her, the, basically the, what she said. Okay, so uh, so you know she spoke she, on being late. She's always had a uh, a reputation for being right late, very very late. There was a show she did where she said that. Um, you guys better be lucky I showed up. Yeah, I seen that. And then she spoke on touring with off of one album because the label wasn't trying to like I had an amazing album and the label wasn't trying to fund the next album or something. I don't. Uh, she I said mean, she said she spoke on the only having one touring with one album. Well, she said they they didn't come to her. To do another one, yeah. So she, uh, so she been touring on that album. Um, she said, "Okay, so she said you're saying she's late. She's late a lot. Yo, y'all lucky I made it on this stage every night. I don't do it because they let me do it. I do it because I stand here in the name of God and I do it. God is the one who allows me to do it. Who surrendered me with family and community with when there was no support." She said the album sold so many records and no one showed up and say, hey, would you like to make another one? So I went around the world and I played the same album over and over and over yeah. and over again because we're the survivors and we're not just the survivors, we're the thrivers. And she's being a lot of pushback for it. Yeah, but I feel like that wasn't her first time being rude to the audience. Like, she's always late. Everybody if, talks about it. If you watch the video, they applaud it. When she, after they she said it, applied, they applauded. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, then they were there to, to support her. This is one of those things where uh, social media can cloud your judgment of something when you're mm. you haven't been there, right? And the one thing I'm gonna say during this tour, I'm gonna say during this tour. So you know, it's a bunch of things in one. So it's the, she's celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Miss Education, and it is also 
Oh, Fuji's redoing it. Yeah. Oh. The one thing that I I, I did some I did a lot of reading on this because I wasn't there. I ain't, I ain't I wasn't there. Right. So I wanted to. I don't think in twenty twenty three I would pay to see Lauren Hill. Uh, but she has a fan base. Right. A solid fan base. Um, everyone has said, although she has been late, it's not as late, like two hours and shit, like 40 minutes here and there, but, um, it's one of the greatest shows ever. Okay. So this last one she did, I think it was somewhere in California, but she did her reunion, she did her shit, the Fuji's did they shit, she brought out, nah, she brought out Wayne. Yeah. And then this was like her, the anniversary of the album or something like that? 25th anniversary. 25th. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. I seen, like I said, I seen the video of her saying that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I think it's, yeah, one of them things like, if you wasn't there, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you've never yeah. experienced it or whatever, just, because like you said, they clapped. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, they was, yeah. like, salute. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so clearly, for the most part, they was satisfied. Yeah. And she gives it her all, you know, like, yeah. her, her voice went out on, on tour for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she gives it her all, you know, she she has a big-ass band and shit. Um, she has a big-ass band and shit, you know, shout out to her, because she be picking out local talent and okay. to, to, to join the band. Um with her cheaper. That too. With her, I can understand why because she said it was a myth that she can't pay. She can't play her the original song. Mm-hmm. And so I did read a review on the last tour she did in California. And they said she didn't veer too too off of what the song well, sounds like. Okay. Right. Um I I read a long thing. I, I know Robert Glasper came out. She, her and Robert Glasper had like a back and forth a couple years ago because he accused her of, you know, being rude and stealing music and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came out and she said, well, you know, because I play the same, you know, it's the same music, I have to make it entertaining for me. Right. So that's right. where it comes. She's playing different renditions of the song. And from, my, from reading the review uh, the other day, a lot of that shit is on cue and freestyle. Mm. Her band, so that's why she, her and Robert Glasper were going back and forth because Robert Glasper was like, "I'm not auditioning for nobody." And she's like, "Well, the audition is to see if you and I can get on the same." You know what I mean? It's not. It's not about your talent. It's right. if you can do what I need you to do, and a lot of that shit is freestyling. It's free. It's a lot. It's a lot of freestyle. It's you know what I mean. Um. So. Now that is one of the, that is a interesting thing because I always be like you know every time we talk to artists and shit I always be like at what point do you get tired of at what that, point do you get tired of performing the same fucking song and how do you perform that same song with the same effort regardless of the money the money is gonna be there but when you going on twenty five years singing the same song at some right. point you're just gonna get fucking sick of it and that's where she comes in and she is uh, Switch it up. switching it up it's amazing for her to be able to do that though one album 
it's amazing. Like even for the freestyler segment and for the band to be able to catch on to this freestyle and know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Is amazing because like if if you're doing some local talent, you're not always dealing with the same exact right. group. Like it haven't been the same group for twenty five years. No. So you're not gonna have the same vibe. So like usually you have to build yeah. that type of rapport with, you know, the people that you're working with. So So that's amazing yeah. for her to be able to even to be able to even do that. To be able to freestyle something live on stage. We don't like we we for the most twenty we're rehearsing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we've been rehearsing this and then you just randomly just give me a look and I just gotta know to do something yep. different. <laughs> that's crazy. But I can see where some people probably would look at that as rude. Like I've heard stories of uh, Lil Wayne recording, and how Lil Wayne is kind of like, anytime in the booth, you should be recording. It should already be recording, and Lil Wayne might say a line, and then he might not say shit, and then he might say five more lines, and that them lines might be five bars after the other line. And you have to go back and place them lines. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So they said he's hard to deal with. as a If you're an engineer dealing with Lil Wayne, he's hard to deal with. So a lot of engineers look at him as rude because Wayne fires engineers over and over mm. and over because he's a freestyler for the most part. Arguably. Um, yeah. Well, he, now that it's been coming out, like when they've been showing videos of him recording... I always thought, you know, Wayne just had it in his head and he one take like Jay, and that is not the case. No. <laughs> He's really like just punching, 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 yeah. punching, punching. Even when you uh you look at like his freestyles, like I I know there's a rap city freestyle and shit out there that you can Google. It's old it's an old song. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But to do a punch like as a if you're an engineer to punch, punch, punch and Wayne and try to make it sound seamless yeah, like, is crazy. Exactly. And That's then crazy. you always be recording. You know what I'm saying? If you did anything yeah. in music, you know how difficult that is. Yeah. I have to catch it, cut it, snip it, and then you might turn around and say 25 takes later, hey, I want that second take. Well, I, I mean, I watched like I watched Fade to Black, right? I watched Fade to Black and it, it gave you a little bit of insight on um on Jay's approach to to writing, because you know he said he does it everything in his head, right? Yeah, I have a hard time believing for a song to go from here to that. I have a hard time believing that you don't put nothing on paper. You just all this shit is. I have a very very hard time. I, I know you lose hella songs. You got to lose hella songs, hella verses. Yeah, but it's hard for me to con. I'm talking about at this point you are you are building the song, not just the lyrics. You're building the song. It's hard for me to believe you're not putting nothing on paper. Um, I believe it. So when I was recording, right? Fade to Black is kind of what changed my the way I used to record. Because of Fade to Black when he said that. And when you always when you always have that access, you kind of start to like, I would hear a beat and I remember all the words. But if you just start saying the words to me, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So because of that, I could see him actually being able to do that. Because after being repetitive with it, it just becomes a natural skill. Like I'm not writing nothing down. Like Wayne would say the same thing. Like he would put the phone, put his headphones on, 
while he's on a plane. We can hear then, it in his in his. Yeah, but then Wayne do takes, but Jay, like on Faith the Black, um, when he talked about doing um, dust your shoulders off. Yeah, it's seven. He did seven verses. He did seven verses. Like he memorized seven verses. He went in there and he just did the seven verses, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, keep this one, this one, and this one." But he literally was just rapping for fucking ever. So I can see him memorizing and being able to do that in that type of situation because, like, he he raps through it. Even Jay's too, even Biggie did the same thing. You know thing. why I call bullshit, man? Jay's too polished back then. Now, if he went in there, if he went in there and said, because his style has changed within the last couple of years. Facts. Now, if he went in the studio and said. Today I go in there and I'll kind of and I'll I'll freestyle it. I'll, I don't I don't think he's ever said he won't take it, but he say like I, I I come up with it in my head, right? Today I would believe that because Jay's style today, per the verses that he he's come out with, they sound like freestyle. Back in the day, them album verses, man, they too fucking polished, man. It's not a, but it's not. I a free, can't see. My so you got to think. So say, say you're working on something for a year, right? You're sitting with this. He sat with the dirt on my shoulder beat for however long before he actually recorded something. I'm literally only listening to this beat over and over and over and over and over and over. So I'm consistently coming up with new lyrics, 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 and then you got your full verse. I just can't see. I, like I said, I don't. I don't. Biggie see. did the same thing. Biggie, may, so Biggie I mean, doing that on with Junior Mafia. Okay, Biggie maybe. Biggie maybe. I'm saying Jay Z. The Jay Z that I know of that said that he doesn't write anything down. Those verses when he was really in album mode and he was making albums, those verses are too polished. Now to when we got into when we get into days when we're getting like the what's freeze and the verse he got with Nipsey and the guys did those sound like actual freestyle where you sat down with the beat and you was just coming up with some shit in your head and then you go in the bit and you go in the booth and you just start rapping. The shit on these albums are too fucking polished for you to tell me that you just all this shit just came and popped up in your head. But that's not what he's he has the beats for a limited for a long amount of time. Like Fade to Black is him recording the Black album. Yes. You think December 4th, he had to write that? This is literally me rapping my life. This is my a lot life, of, a lot of my pain and my struggle, my feeling the same. A, a lot of that album is his life. That what what, the, how much on Fade to Black is... Like a real like single single poppy type yeah, shit. Yeah, but the verses are what I'm saying is the verses are too polished. It doesn't sound like. But they're his life. Yeah, though. He's a good engineer, man. What you mean, Mike? The, the engineer, Young Guru. You know, remember Young Guru was his engineer during yeah. time and all that stuff. So he's the guy like like Skinny saying putting all this stuff together. It, it it's already there. Like this stuff's not made in one night. It's made over time. Like there's a reason why it's very polished. Okay, so but he can just kind of keep all that shit in his head. He doesn't have to write anything down. Okay, Mike. So as an engineer, give me the process between somebody. Say you in the studio with Jay Z. What is Jay Z's process? While he's just sitting there with a beat and he can strive it in his head, and how does an engineer put it together? Uh, 
kind of like, are you, you, know, you know two-tone here in town like that? Like, that guy will go into the room, sing the whole entire song, and then repeat what he's saying kind of thing. And that's like the backups. And then he does like the ad-libs. But he's doing it all in one long take, and then he just put it together Facts. inside the software. If you know how to count, that's all you really need to do. You're just counting along to the beat. So with that being said, is Jay-Z cheating then? Nah. That's just the way music's nah. made. So he's putting it in his head, and then he's just going in one, taking it, and then the engineer puts it together. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not doing, at the time, you're not doing doubles. You're just doing your main your main vocals and your ad-libs. So he's just doing one main vocal, and then you're doing your ad-libs. Back when Pac was recording. He was doubling. That was those he was doing doubles and ad-libs. That's why some of Pac shit, you hear him saying different words. In the verse, yeah. like he's saying it completely different than how he said it the first time because he's trying to do a double. Jay Z is literally just taking his main track, a great engineer. He's just taking his, the main track and he's just rapping word for word what he's already putting his head. And like I say, it's the timing. If 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 you sit down with something for five hours and you sit in the studio and it's the same beat over and over and over and over, all you're doing is rehearsing until you get in the booth. Okay, okay. So what is it? Okay, so now okay. So what is the difference between like the Jay Z and Wayne saying, "I came with the, I came up with this in my head," versus one take. Wayne is so one take is one take is me memorizing exactly what I'm doing, rehearsing it over and over in my head, and then going inside the booth and recording it the way that I've been rehearsing it for the last few hours. Wayne is like, "Ooh, I got this bar. Let me go in the booth. Let me say this bar. Play that back. Okay, I'm gonna add this bar to that bar. Oh, I got a good four bars." I'm going to add this. Oh, no, go back and erase this so I can place that there. And now the engineer is doing all the work to make it sound like he just flowed it straight through. Mm -hmm. Jay is really just flowing straight through. Gotcha. So when Jay is doing like a... powerful these days. Yeah, when Jay is doing a God did. That's a long ass verse. He's just flowing... Straight through for the most part. And I don't know. I mean, he probably broke it up a little bit on God's ear because that shit long as hell. But for the most part, I'm just flowing it straight through. So, like I said, when you go on a, a December 1st or an introduction, we were talking about the Black album. This is my life. Yeah. I'm telling you the story that my mom told me. Yeah. I'm giving you the story. I'm just finding the rhyming words to make it make sense. And I already know how to deliver because yeah. I'm a good rapper. Okay. So, on the, on the flip side, is that why so many singers get exposed for not being able to sing in concert? Mm. If I can go in and I can yeah, hit this. studio performance is different than a live performance every single time, no matter what. It's always going to be different. You have to rehearse. Yeah, singing is different. But, but like, so when a motherfucker come in there and hit a high note, that just made me, she, you may just be really just be on there hitting that high note. You're not singing it through and then hitting the high note. You could really just be in your bag that day. And you can be punched in. You can be punched in. Too. But you can also, you can kind of hear that, though, too. Like, if it if it is just, like, one, you know, somebody really, they in a bag that day, you can yeah. hear that. But if you are, if they're punching in, sometimes you can hear that, too. The do singers, you, it's do you know a song singers. where you can tell some, can you come up with a song off the top of your head that you know of that sounds like some shit was punched in? Anything blue face? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but as as a singing wise. Singer? 
can't just you can't. You shouldn't be it. able to. Ain't no disrespect in the face, man. No, you shouldn't be able to though if it's if it's a professional song. Because the Tyree shit low key hurt me. Tyree oh, shit hurt me. A lot of a lot of tank. I can hear the punches. You can tell he's punching to make it a great record. Hmm. Like you could hear sometime with Tank. Um, you know, Tyree said he didn't he didn't sing anything on Sweet Lady except. Oh, you could hear John Tay Austin on there. It wasn't John Tay Austin. It's somebody else. Who is it? I can't think of his name. He didn't sing. All he sang was the main vocals. He didn't sing no background. He didn't sing no, 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 no nothing. Just the vocals. Just, just the verse. Who else is singing on it though? Because lot, I could have swore that that was Jonte Austin. No. I think it's a lot of artists that's probably doing that. Because knowing how to, um, shit, even like format uh-huh. a song as a singer. I, I had this conversation with local artists. Like a lot of stuff that you're missing. For a lot of artists, when it comes to singing, is being able to format your song the way that it should be, knowing when to add the the melodies or whatever, the different ranges and all that different shit. That's for singing. Troy Taylor. Yeah, I see it. That's crazy. That's crazy. But I can see shit like that. Yeah, man. So, but that's why it's different with singing. Like you, you really do need a whole team. Like you need somebody that's gonna that knows how to write. You need a vocal arranger. You know, that's somebody that's yeah. gonna help with the vocal arrangements. You can't just come off the top of your head and think of all of those things to make a great song. You need other people to help you with that. So without okay, so without without because uh, the consumer really doesn't see this, what would deem somebody to be a great studio singer? What do you mean? Like Donald Jones, he's a he's a great Jesus. studio singer. A lot of a lot of the artists are great studio singers because you do have like the auto tune. You have things that are going go in there and fix like you know the little quirks and stuff. And you're not nervous when you're in there recording. Like you're usually just vibing out and you sound good on record. Yeah. But when you go out and sing in front of other people, that's a totally different thing because it's like, okay, well, do I have stage fright? Like, am I have I been drinking? Like there's a whole bunch of, of different things, different factors that come into to place that will make you sound terrible. I think Usher's My Way album is probably the best version of a studio singer compared to being a great singer at that time because he was going through. What man, you hear no bad time? Why are we talking? No, but he was going through his voice puberty. was changing. He mm. was going through. He was going through puberty. So being why able to perform it was hard for him. Skinny, why don't he sing nothing from his first album? I've never heard or seen Usher perform anything ever from his first album. Do you remember any of the songs other than Think of You? Think of You? That's big, that's not I mean it's not a big tune but it's a solid tune. I've never heard him or I, seen I I remember Usher and Jermaine Dupree talking about during the making of 8701 and My Way. Janet don't either. Don't what? Her first album. Her first album. Mm. I, I never seen or heard of They might not have the rights to it. I remember them talking about with him growing, like he had such a it was fucking him up so much trying to go back to that vocal range as a kid. So I maybe that's it. Mm. To 
again to try to sound how you sounded back then. Yeah. Because Usher's voice is nowhere near that. Like, he had to age and mature. So, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, Justin Bieber doesn't do baby. <laughs> Thank God. He does yeah, but... but that's a big tune. You like that song? I don't do know Chris Brown baby. still do Run It? Nigga, he better. What? Nigga, some heat on that first album. What? Chris Brown can't put Say goodbye. You think he's still singing Say Wait, Goodbye? Say goodbye. Popping. Pop I don't feel like Ain't no way he's doing that. Yo. Like he's doing I yo. But I don't think his voice has changed like drastically from when he first came. I know he was a, a kid, can't but he still kind of sounds the same. He ain't got no voice. He's so ugly for that. Chris is not the best. I, it, I should don't either, if we being honest. Bro, here. when I was seeing that shit with Chris Brown, Trey songs, and all, I'm like, how was everybody putting these, putting Chris over Trey vocally? I don't have Chris over Trey vocally. I don't have Chris Live? over Trey vocally. And I don't have Trey over many people vocally. But I don't, and I don't have, but I don't have Chris over Trey though. No, Chris is bottom tier. But Trey has, like, we've seen him. Sound terrible so many times live. Like that's when he probably did, why. Uh, what, what, what did he he do? sounds so bad. Remember what he did? Uh, <laughs> fuck. Well, we heard him sound great too. He had his <laughs> no, 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 no. Not live. Remember what he when did? He first uh, came out, he was singing. Uh, he did he Purple Rain. Crazy. I don't want to leave. When he did Purple Rain, he struggled on "I Don't Want to Leave" too. It's not oh. like his voice was about to crack when, when he, he fir- when he first came out. You know, sing with Aretha. Them, I was like, oh, he got it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the track, yeah. He well, that motherfucker got me the BT the Awards. Cause he, what was the song? Was it what oh, your side of the bed or some shit? And it, it he had the prince. I, I, he, he, he fucked up. Up a few oh times, my boy. god, what are we doing, fam? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? I, Ashanti was the one that, at my age though. Oh my god, Ashanti was terrible. You know, my biggest disappointment of Ashanti. And this was a one on six in park moment. She was talking so much about how she was doing all the dance in the video. I finally giving y'all some choreography. Boy. And then the video came on and I was like And she's still doing she that same not choreography. They don't remember Cyburn Ashanti, man. They don't remember Cyburn Ashanti, man. Shit. on sounded terrible back then. And people better leave Omari out alone too, man, with the dancing shit, man. Oh, Omari. he did that on his own. Cool. He did that. His, <laughs> hey, the verses. Hey, the verses is the worst thing that could ever happen to him. Now every time he go, now every time he start dancing on social media, like, oh, he can't really dance. I can't believe that we believe that Roy Martin can dance. I'm like, come on, bro. Oh, why, yo? He had his, he had his time. Hey man, them B2K niggas, man. What are y'all doing to y'all legacy, man? They you be see, they got in each other. No, they got like a betting show now, a sports what? betting show. Oh my they god, they trying to bring B2K back. Yeah, it's without Omariano. Omari- yeah, that's crazy. Without Omario. But who gonna sing? Shit, I don't know. Uh pretty Ricky did it without uh, pleasure for a minute. Yeah. That was kinda looking crazy, but nobody listened to him after that. I ain't gonna lie, I kinda fucked with that. I, I've never I've always been pleasure P over Pretty Ricky. And he you know he's married the 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 singer that replaced uh Pleasure for a minute. He's married to I mean, Cynthia Brown, the one. Uh, what the, from the Real Housewives? No, 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 no. The one, she was a prostitute. Who, I don't know if she was a prostitute, but killed. She had did a lot of time for. Oh, oh. the one who, uh, yeah, I know yeah, who you're the, talking about. she was a prostitute. She was sex trafficked. 
The kill yeah. dude? Yeah, got locked up real young, like Very 16 good. or something that's like that. He, that's who he married to. She was crazy. bad, though. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> that. She was bad. I do got I do got a question, if you've seen it. I don't want to. I never want to marry a woman. I don't know. Nigga, spray. I'm kind of cool. Yeah, she did. She totally time. disqualified? Absolutely. Why? She's, she's pretty. She, she was, listen, man. She was, yeah. She cool. <laughs> I can kick it with our, our incarcerated dude. I can I could never be in a relationship with an incarcerated. Where does woman. that double standard come from? Fuck no, man. She gonna cook you the fuck out of some fried rice. <laughs> okay, what's up? What's up? Uh, you been saying the shit with Shake Knight? Yep. What you think about this whole run? He's probably finna go on the new podcast and shit. He's exposing it. <laughs> 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 he, he already said Akon be out here fucking kids. He said uh, he, he said, said that to, when I heard it. He I think Akon was on the show he and he was like, Akon, you know what you did? Fucked like a twelve year old or some shit. Um, he said, uh, so Akon and his partner fucked two. He kids. had he said because Warren G was like, uh, Shug Knight stepped on his toes when he came to bailing out Tupac. Because Warren G was like, I was gonna bail him out. Shug was like, you was broke. You was broke. Like you wouldn't get no money from your album because everybody wrote it. But he's supposed to be, you know what I mean, the the inventor of G Funk. Yeah. It's like everybody wrote that shit. But Snoop came out and said they 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 collabed and, and wrote Warren's album. Everybody know so Warren. So he don't get no money from it. Warren is like the the, the to worst be the baby brother kidding. of Dr. Dre <laughs> and to not have no other real talent. Like, cause even Dre, you kind of care for his rap voice was, you know what I'm saying? Like Dre had a cool rap voice. Mm-hmm. He at least had that. Warren G had nothing. When you look, when you look back on it though, like Death Row itself and everybody affiliated with Death Row, that was a big ass pyramid scheme. <laughs> Only really two niggas really made it out. All right, and that was Suge and Dre. Suge just fucked his life up. Snoop. Snoop rebranded. Yeah, but he still made Dog it out. Dogfather was garbage. He still made it out though. Snoop rebranded. Leaving Death Row, he was not. Dogfather came out what a week after a week. Can you say something? Can't you, can't you just say that about nineties anywhere? Not like Death Row though. Like that was a big ass pyramid scheme. None who of came, all the niggas struggled. Who came out good out of Lynch Mob? Ice Cube. Shit. I don't even remember them niggas exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Death Row was like boom. When you say every artist, this mom had Mac Ten. Mac Ten had his moment, had his Come his on, height. Man. Come on. Man. What about Murder Inc? Did anybody uh, make it out of there? All of, all of them did. Most except Cadillac Top. Except Cadillac Top. All of them did. Rule. He'll always be a legendary. Uh, uh, but he can't. A legendary act. Ashanti, Lloyd, they all can tour for the rest of their lives. So we just gonna forget about Vita and all them. I don't you I don't really Baltimore. I don't really take them as murdering acts. They was kinda like thrown on to for more women, but I, I don't take them Ashanti, as Lloyd, Ja. Yeah. Everybody else. Because Vita wasn't there that long. Mm-hmm. Vita wasn't there that long, and I don't think Charlie was either. Yeah. They came in like the towards back the end? back end, yeah. And then when all the FBI shit they left like everybody else did. But 
Death Row. They had, bro, all they had all a bunch. As short of it, as short of a run they is, they had what Death Row was only what 93, 96, maybe? If that, 97, 93, 97. Death Row got a in a small time. They did a lot. Yeah. But that's one, it's two, really a four, it's really a four-year run. Three, maybe four classic projects? Four? Cla- like what people deem is classic. Chronic. The Chronic, Dog, Dog Food, Food, All Eyes on Me, and Snoop Dogg's first project. I thought I said that. Chronic, the Doggy Chronic, Style. Chronic, Doggy Style, Dog Food, All Eyes on Me. Wait, 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 wait. Dog Food. Oh, oh, Dog oh, Pound. Oh, Dog Pound. All Eyes on Me, 783. So five? Right, five. Oh, and if you throw the, and you throw the, uh, the fucking, the soundtrack in there. It's a death row soundtrack to me. What about the rim? What about the rim? Six solid. Deep cover? Yeah. Okay. Too early. But still six in a four year, four year run. run? Yeah, that's... Between, we, we talking about 92, 93 through 96, 97 ish? Yeah. They, they, they but have. But all them niggas struggling. Daz, they, Daz probably would have been the only one to make it out, but he got all his shit he took. He's doing everything else. He got all his shit took. Dog Pound, nope. Rage, nope. Danny Boy, nope. Tupac dead. He was only Jesus, on death row. Jesus, why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> but, but Tupac was only on death row for what? A year. Like a year, yeah. Dead. Snoop rebranded. Dre and Shook. Them two, just the little, them two made it out. Yeah, but Dre, he rebranded too. Like when you think about it, if you saying Snoop rebranded, he went in and did the whole aftermath thing. But Dre came from Ruthless, also. But Dre, just, Dre, yeah. Dre Loki, like everybody far had already felt that he had produced everything over at Death Roto. So I think and regardless, he, he now now the I think the Eminem shit and the Fifty Cent shit took Dre to a global. He's a global name. But if he would have never got them two, he still would have been. I think his legacy still would have been solidified because everybody thought he did. His legacy is solidified with Ruthless. Without 50 and M, Dre is Pete Rock. You crazy. Respected, but he ain't that big. Without, without Dre and M, without Dre, I mean, without Eminem and 50 Cent, Dre is. He's like in the Pete Rock, the Jay Dillers. Yeah, but Dre got Dre Dre have classic Watt. Okay, so if you count NWA albums, uh, the one with Cube. Dre said he don't smoke or have sex in him. I was like, when nobody listen to that shit. But Dre. still, that was that's a classic that he produced. Okay. Then you got Doggy Style. That they you got Doggy Style, whatever they thought of All Eyes on Me. Until okay. Daz pointed that out. You got the chronic. Okay. Uh, not, I don't know if he dog food is all all Daz, we know that. Mm-hmm. But that's still four. He's a rec- four he's a re- classic he's a project very, within that little bit of time. He's a very, 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 very respected producer. What 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 out what Dilla album or project did he Produce 
that you feel like falls in line with a doggy style or a chronic? Well, if you talk about classic albums, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say classic albums, but he got classic songs and he got classic beats. But Dre respected for bringing. Dre is respected throughout his time for producing the classic albums. Even when you go to Fifty Cent, Eminem. See, I ain't, I'm saying without those two, but th- but I'm saying throughout his career, he gets the classic. If Dre produces, it, it's a classic album. Is how people felt about Dr. Dre. That's what I feel like in the, the pyramid scheme schemes. <laughs> he was able to get away. Dilla with, them don't get that though. They don't get that when you because said, they were properly pro- they Dilla and Pete Rockingham are properly credited for what they did. If Dre, if if it was to ever come out, what did Dre really produce? Niggas is gonna be upset. Ain't no more goat talk. I, okay, I can't argue that. I can't argue that. So he'll be a, he, he without fifty and M took him to out of here. That took that drove him to goat status. Yeah, I don't even gonna say fifty cent. I'm saying Eminem drove him to goat status. Yeah, but then you got Eminem, then you got fifty, then you got Kendrick, the game. Yeah, then this is get crazy. I didn't really give him Kendrick. Kendrick was kind of already the kid. Mass City is Doctor Dre. Kendrick. He caught Kendrick. He caught M, if that's the case. He made M. What? M's first song was My Name Is. That's that's Dre produced. Kendrick was already on the mixtape scene already. My Name Is was already a a big record in Detroit. It was already doing his thing. No, but that was the first record. Dre just reproduced. Dre just put his name on it and added a fucking bass line to it. It's literally the same beat. With a fucking baseline attitude. Kendrick was already bubbling on the mixtape scene. He found Kendrick. I feel like he made him. He found him. He found a fucking demo tape. And M was already doing his thing in Detroit. Kendrick had what before Good Kid Mad City? The Carter Section 80. 3? Yeah, section. Yeah, it was section. Yeah, sexually, uh, section eighty, overly dedicated. A lot of people went back. Shit, a lot bro. of people Come went on, back man. to section eighty after Good Kid, Mad City. Knew a lot. A lot of motherfuckers. Bro, that's damn near an album. Eighty after Good Kid, Mad City. That's crazy. Section eight is damn. Section eighty is damn near an album. Facts. After Good Kid, Mad City. <laughs> that's crazy. Niggas was like, "Oh shit, this dude is dope." Oh, you need to listen to section eighty. Section eighty is reasonable fucking doubt. But that's how they wow. that's how they get their artists though. They're not you're not just gonna go to a random person and make them. Like they have to have some sort of sort of fan base. Yes. That's how it is. M was battle rapping gen- and then hit the streets with how my name is. I'm just saying. Kendrick how was my name Kendrick is a record was, that was already buzzing and Dre was, added a fucking baseline to it. Kendrick was that whole album was already damn near buzzing. Guilty Conscience was a song that was already done, and then he had Dre record the other, the other verses. He was already, he already recorded, he already did the whole song. That section eighty is reason my doubt should be heard. All right, man, that's how I take for your ass. Boy, that's kind of crazy. Uh, shit, hey, man. Uh, god damn, man, that kind of took my breath away a little bit. <laughs> I was that's up. fucked up. Um, man, as always, man, you can find the podcast 
uh, on Twitter, at views from the seven. On Instagram, at views from the underscore seven. TikTok, views from the underscore seven. Facebook at views from the seven. If you're watching us, man, you can listen on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you're listening, you can watch us on YouTube at views seven network. You can find me at just call me Spence, wifey, skinny. You can find me everywhere now at Shayna underscore Candy. That's S H A Y N A underscore K A N D I I. Uh, Skinny Junior seven 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 on Instagram. Man. All right, man, we up out of here. Peace. Peace.